I recently upgraded my internet because I thought I was the problem. You're kind of always the problem. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> Yeah. All right, here we go. The T-Bone. <laughs> and Chick Proof. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Group. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For Glorious. Hey, hello, hi, how are you? Long time. No C. I know. What have you been up to? Uh, I, what I've been up to is uh, uh, frequently emailing you or texting you saying, Hey. What are you thinking? And getting responses that have nothing to do with uh, uh, taping the show. My responses are, you can tell me too, you know. You can tell me what you're thinking. Because sometimes when you're traveling around and you don't really, I, I will make time. <laughs> you can tell me. It's, uh, you know, I don't know if you listened to the uh, Lunsby Shorts that I've done the last two weeks without you. Uh, the, the Lunsby shorts I do on Saturday, they're a, a video product of the Lunsby show, but a very, very condensed version, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And, uh, and solo, just me. So I don't know if you've listened to those, but in the first one, I talk about the difficulty I'm having with the women in my life who cannot, cannot answer a question hey the wrong question <laughs> clearly clearly i was asking the wrong question because i innocently asked you multiple times hey so what are you thinking and we only talk we 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 only we only discuss uh, back and forth in text the only thing we ever discuss is when we're taping the next show and for some reason that was no longer the rule, and you actually started telling me what you were thinking, and and, and that wasn't what I, I wanted to know. So that was the question I, asked. I, I would go a couple of days, and, and I would say again, hey, so what are you thinking? And I would get another response that had nothing to do with the show. I did this multiple times until finally the handcuffs in my life said, Handcuffs, Esposa, you didn't get it? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I got it. <laughs> the handcuffs in my life said, why don't you be more specific? Why don't you ask her what you want to know? And what happened? I got an answer. So, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> it is clearly, it is clearly me. But uh, you are one of uh, three people, uh, three women in my life that I ask questions to who do not give me answers. So we give you answers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get answers. Not the answers I'm looking for, but I get answers. So you got the answer specifically to your question. Let's be specific. What have you been doing these last 21 days? I've been waiting to talk to you. Uh, well, I've been to Disneyland. I've been to Texas, kind of the same thing. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> and now I'm in New York city, New York city. Um, Disneyland was super fun. It was great to see my brother, my mom, dad, my sister-in-law, the kids. My sister-in-law's mom was there. Um, Disneyland was amazing. Pirates of the Caribbean. 
still my favorite ride. There a was a there was a surprise you. aspect involved in this visit, right? It ended up not being a surprise. Oh, it got ruined. Yeah, there's a lot of technology involved uh-huh. in Disneyland nowadays that involve apps and tickets and apps and access to apps. So, so how did you get busted? Wait, first of all, what was what was the goal? And then how did you get busted? The goal was to surprise my brother and like just be there when he got there. At the gates of Disneyland? At the hotel. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the gates of Disneyland are wild. <laughs> and that's not the place for it. Um, but all your tickets are in an app. And in that app is where you have like your Genie Plus passes and everything. Genie so Plus passes. Ooh. Like I said, there's a lot of technology involved in Disneyland. <laughs> so in order to have everyone's tickets and passes together, it's all in one app that everyone signs into. So everyone's name is there. <laughs> did uh, did you have to buy the tickets as a group to get some kind of discount or? Well, my why? mom, my mom got all the tickets. We didn't know that it was going to be so transparent. <laughs> so, oh God, bless! You don't have your your button. You can't do your Tommy voice. I know. Because I would, I would like to ask Tommy, uh, you, uh, you basically being Tommy, uh, how did he respond when you were there in person? Yeah. So the the week before we went to Disney, our, our family experienced a few losses and. My brother had been increasingly suspicious and kind of, I felt like he just kind of sick of people lying when asking the questions. So it just was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it was just like a very long week. He was also, he also had COVID and was quarantining in the garage. Oh my God. It was a, it was a lot. The week before we went to Disneyland. So you were busted before you showed up. Yeah. But you know what? It was still so good. Just to, like, just, just to even, see everyone. Just to see everyone. I think it was definitely something that you don't really think you need. You're not really thinking like, oh, I really, like, when I'm sick, I'm like, oh, I could definitely use a hug from my mom. But in everyday life, you're not like, oh, I just need to see my entire family. But then when you see them, you're like, this is what I needed. <laughs> so the last surprise that you successfully pulled off was coming home from cooking school. Yeah. Hmm. And what do we know about successfully pulling off surprises? Tell as few people as possible and keep it off the app. Is that uh, is that what we know? Yeah, yeah apps are not your friend. <laughs> when I was doing that, I was not online. I was not online, like, at all that day. I think my Iberia membership would have busted me if I had ever tried to fly back to Spain secretly. I think that app would have caught me. I don't, you know, I don't have to do, th- I don't, I don't do a lot of things secret anymore. The The last secret I think I pulled off was the boss's birthday party. I think that was, I think that was the last big secret. I, uh, I rented out a skybox at a local baseball game and I got her friends and her uh, work people and her family. I got all of them to go to the skybox at the same time. And I got her all dressed up under the premise that I was taking her to someplace nice for dinner. When I pulled up at the baseball stadium, I gotta say, (laughs) she wasn't very pleased. But uh, again, you have to have a premise. And the premise was I had promised someone that we would be there even just to show up. 
She was so mad. She was so mad as we walk into the stadium, as we get into the elevator. She's looking hot. She's she's mad hot. <laughs> she is so angry, but she's just as hot. And the hotter, she, the angrier she is, the hotter she became. And then when we finally come into the suite, and it's glass suite. And she sees her mother, and she sees her sister, and she sees her friends. It was it was worth it was worth the threat of death inside that small elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I see going up in the elevator, was kind of sweating and oh, like oh man, she was so mad. <laughs> I got to get the keys to the private restaurant from the guy. He's at, he's here. He's here somewhere. It is. <laughs> It's worth it when you pull it off, but I got to tell you, it's sometimes really, really difficult to pull off. Once upon a time, somebody pulled a surprise for me. Probably the last real surprise that I could think of that I had, the, the most significant. Well, when I left your birthday party earlier to pay you back for all the times you just left things. So you think <laughs> you think that was a surprise party? No, when I just left, that was Yeah. <laughs> so we are uh, at... Uh, Rhoda's favorite Chinese restaurant, and uh, I can't remember the name of the place. Takikos. Takikos. So we're at Nick's joint. <laughs> Earlier in the day, me and Zeus go out for a run. And when we have a good run, the way to finish a good run is with a beer. So we stop at Takikos to have a beer, and it's already decorated for my 50th birthday. <laughs> 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 so when when we show up, Nico comes out to greet us, and I can see it on his face. I can see there is a secret that has just been exposed, and I tell him, "Don't worry about it. I'll pretend. I'll, I'll act like it's a surprise later." <laughs> Dang! And we had our beer, and, and we rolled out, and I did. I kept it as a surprise. Oh, you got me. Whoa, what is this? No, what was it, you were not a surprise. You were a disappointment. Always. Because like one of the one of the houses near Takiko's restaurant says established 1970, which is me. I was established in 1970. And I wanted to get a group photo of all of my friends and people I loved and cared about underneath mm-hmm. this thing that said established 1970. But alas, you were gone. And then yeah. you weren't even remorseful about it. It was some oh. kind of getcha. Uh, I got you back for me leaving party. You left my engagement party before I got to do my group photo with the sunset. <laughs> and all my friends and all my family, my mom was there, my Here, aunt, my brother, and you left. Here's the difference. I announced to everyone what I wanted to do, and you did not. That That was the big difference. So... You did it intentionally. I talked to you five minutes before you said, I'll be here. And I said, okay, let me just run back upstairs real fast. And then I came back down and you were gone. (laughs) I am not comfortable in crowds of strangers. And and, 15 people that I know. Yeah. Well, I didn't know any of them except your mom. And that's enough. (laughs) I love that my new job embraces my quirks because my new job is such a large organization. 
I'm allowed to be quirky. So we have these things, a lot of things. We have things. We have get-togethers and we have outings and and uh, we have food. And I don't like eating food in front of people. I don't like eating in front of other strangers. I don't people I don't know. If I'm comfortable with you, I might eat something in front of you, but as a rule, I don't like eating in front of strangers. So don't, you know, I will support your function if you've got something going on. Uh, hey, we're having a big uh, potluck and uh, we need we need some money. Here's some money. I- I'll I'll support. But when it comes to being there, no thank you. No. I, I, I don't want to do that. I, and you know how I am when it comes to people touching food. So this last this this last thing we had, I put in 50 bucks on like $300 worth of chicken wings. And my only request was, please, I I would just like, because there were multiple flavors, I would just like one chicken wing of each flavor before anybody else has the opportunity to touch them. If, if, If somebody else is touching them, I don't want them. But if I could, for $50, have one wing before anybody else touches them, I would appreciate that. And, again, they embrace my quirkiness here. So, yeah, yeah, for 50 bucks, sure, you could have six wings of different assorted flavors or eight. There we go. Yeah, and uh, it was great. And then they had their little shindig, and I visited, you know, I, I ate them in private. I ate my little chicken wings in private. And then I went and visited the party and, and, you know, smiled and said hello and then left because they embrace my quirkiness here. <laughs> and I enjoy that. I appreciate that. So after Disney, I went with my parents back to Texas. Um, I saw my best friend. I saw some cousins and aunts. Super fun. Uh, and then I got to New York and I've been redoing the kitchen. Um there have been some laminate stick-on tiles that have been here, I don't know how long, but they're very dry and cracked. And there's one crack that I always step on, and it cuts my foot. And it's not safe to cut your bare foot in New York anywhere. So I was like, I'm pulling them up. <clears throat> I thought that after having been down for so long, I was like, there's no way it's going to be that sticky. Everything is sticky. It's so sticky. I don't... Where was where was all this glue coming from? Have you ever done this? Is there a way to get the sticky off? Yes, solvent. Yep, done that. Yeah, I, but uh, that's all. I mean, all you can do. I've I've gone through uh, goof off, glue gone, rubbing alcohol, the pink stuff, the scrub daddy. I I only use the pink stuff for my daughter's hair. The glue gone. <laughs> the glue gone is the product to use. It is. Successful, but you may have to have several applications in Gallons. order to, yeah, yeah, to make the sticky. You know, a bottle of Dugan in New York City is like $15. And you will be high as you can imagine if you do not ventilate that space properly. Yeah, no, so there's a fan blowing the air out the window. <laughs> <laughs> off so all your neighbors are high, just not you. Yes, not my problem. Uh, <laughs> not my brain cells, not my problem. Are you trying to go bare bone or are you going to replace the laminate with another laminate? Well, there was tile. There's tile there. Underneath the... Underneath. Like, a, it's not gorgeous tile. And some, and it has stained yellow from the glue. So I will probably put something on top. Well, then just do that and stop worrying about taking the glue off. 
why don't I'm not going to have time to do that before I leave. And I don't want to come back and have every piece of dust, every rogue bug that has, I don't want my kitchen to become a bug, a glue trap. In the, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> In the time it will take you to get rid of the sticky residue, you could just put down a new fresh laminate. And they make a laminate now. That, I leave tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh, then you're not getting it done. It's, it will just be unsticky. It will be sticky. You're it will not be less sticky. It, it's going to be sticky. It's going to be a big bug trap. It's going to be less sticky. <laughs> I have all day today. Except for the hour that you spend with me. I feel bad yeah. now. It's worth it. I regret nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it comes to renovation projects, you got to know your limits. I uh, I thought... I thought I would be able to power wash the back deck uh, and, and then paint as necessary and then put the waterproof stuff on top. Uh, the stain, the stain. I put the yeah. stain on top. I thought I could pull that off. So I got up there and I, I put the power washer on and I knocked off all the green stuff and all the dirt and, all, and, and a lot of the paint went with it. And then I realized this is a, this is a project bigger than me. This is this is going to require a team of people to come down here to to take this wood deck back down to bottom and then bring it back up and I do not I I can't I can't in the in the one day she was going to be gone there was no way I was going to pull this off on my own and since I don't have any free labor you know that's the great thing about having a lot of kids you know when you, you have a project like that you can just make the kids do it that's I was my dad uh he, uh, he appropriately timed out the children, uh, one boy every five years, so that he would have a helper uh, along with him in the house <laughs> for, for an extended period of time, at least over a 20-year gap. And I, I was one of his little work monkeys. And then when I left the home, he had three work monkeys behind me, and they all pulled their share until, until finally there was only one, one little work monkey left. And he, he stayed there up until the end. And, uh, and and is still there uh, to do work monkey duties. And I know he's going to listen to this. So congratulations, the last standing work monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, I always feel like the, I've, I've never lived anywhere. I've lived places where things have been broken and I've just accepted it. <laughs> you know, like I'm just going to live with this. This is fine. Um, but I've never lived somewhere where I've been like, oh, I'm going to like work on this. And it's been anything more than like a weekend project where I've had to Google so many things. And I noticed that there was like a little rust in the bathtub. So I was like, oh, let me see if I can figure out about resealing this bathtub. I've already re-grouted. Right. That's a, that's that. a homeowner project, grouting. Reglazing a bathtub. I don't think that. I think that's where I'm going to draw the line. Yeah, I think that's a that's <laughs> a contractor. Somebody, call somebody, because yeah. like you don't want it to go down the drain because it will mess up all the pipes. And I was like, well, <laughs> my my dad was a plumber by trade. Uh, I learned a lot of plumber things from him. And when we moved into this new house, I needed to replace the toilets. the 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 beautiful lady that lived here before us was tiny. She was tiny, and it looked like she had these. Little children, toilets everywhere. Or I, I was just so large <laughs> that, that a normal-sized toilet didn't seem – I didn't fit me. I, uh, 
I needed support and getting down. So uh, one of the, the first projects that we took on when we got the new house was to replace the toilets to the taller toilets. And I could have done it. I, I know I, I, I knew everything that needed to be done. And, and like you, I also have access to YouTube. But it was just better to hire somebody to just come in and do it. Because now, when, they, when it gets broken, because you can blame them. You can blame them, but you can't hold them accountable because the, mm, almost said a bad word, because the person, person, I hired to do work for me, he was not the best. Uh, he did a good job on the toilets. I'll give him that. I put the bidets in, so that's on me. Uh, but when it came to the fence, that I hired him for and paid a substantial amount of money for, he did not do a good job. So I, I feel like I wouldn't hire the same person that did my toilets to do a fence. Not because someone cannot know those two skills, but I feel like they're different. If you if you hire a general handy man, he should be handy uh, for all intensive. And I, it, you know, I it's not like I surprised him. Watch some YouTube videos on how to do a fence, and I showed up to do your fence. It's, That's literally what it's, happened. It's not like I surprised him. Like, hey, great job on the toilets! Bam, do the fence. No, I talked to him. I asked him, "Can you do this?" I had a lot of the fence was already up, and I just needed it closed up so that Zeus wouldn't run away. And he agreed that he could do it. What a disappointment! Allegedly. Yeah, what a disappointment. So I've got somebody else coming out who specializes in decks and fencing. And I'm going to have him look at the deck and give me a quote on how much it's going to cost to refurbish the deck, which needs to be done occasionally. And this is one of those occasions. And then if I believe him to be fair and true, I'm going to ask him, well, uh, what about the fence? You think you can restain the fence, too? Because if you've got the right equipment and, and, and the amount of people, you need a couple of bodies and you need the equipment to do it. It's, it's more than a one man job. So then I will have my deck done and I'll have my fence done and we're getting a new roof on Monday. These guys are showing up at 630 in the morning. Oof. Oh my God. What, what is the time distance? <laughs> what time zone is Ecuador in? Because apparently there are a bunch of Ecuadorian roofers coming, which gives me an, another opportunity to practice my Espanol. Don't have them work on your toilet. I, uh, that's funny. I, I recently realized that if I am trying to say something in Spanish and I screw up, instead of pushing through, I just vapor lock. I pull, I pull a Biden. I pull a Mitch McConnell. I just. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> and like, I, and I, for those of you not watching who can't watch, I just demonstrated for her what that looks like. And I got a couple of giggles out of it, so I must have nailed it. Tell me what you mean. It's exactly the same. You're like, oh, and then blah, 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 blah. Nothing. It's like my brain completely flatlines. Also, what's weird, in Spain, I have no Spanish. I've never heard Spanish. I don't understand it. I am in California talking to the housekeeper. <laughs> she speaks Spanish the same way Spanish people speak Spanish. It is her language. I don't know what it is about Spain. In Texas, at the Mexican restaurant, ordering in Spanish. Yes. Yes, we, we do the same. And we are the same. Except for uh, the producer. The producer was always trying to speak Spanish in Spain. 
poorly. Uh, <laughs> but she was, God bless her, she was always trying. And, and and she continues to try even here in America. Me, I'm a like you, uh, no hable espanol in Spain. And, and, you know, with my, like eating food, if I know you, I would try to speak Spanish around you. And then I get here, and I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I speak Spanish with uh, some of the Spanish-speaking people that that work in the building. Mm-hmm. And and I've been complimented on my Spanish, and I've been accused of being Spanish. So that was cool. <laughs> You're obviously not Spanish. Yeah, well, uh, I, I guess I could pass. Because, you know, Spain's got a variety of looks. You don't have to all look like you were mixed with the Moors of the 1800s. There are, there are cocks. It's not, as... not the looks that don't make you Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the size of eight Spanish men. True and story. I, and that is... <laughs> that, I, 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 that is true. That is absolutely 100% true. I am a fat ass, as uh, Chickford just pointed out. And yeah. uh, most Spanish people are not. They're petite. They are smaller. And and I mentioned this in some stand-up that I have done where I am – speaking of – we'll get to that in a second. I, I was one of four fat people in my village. There were, there, there were only four freaking fat people in my village, and I was one of them. And uh, th- then uh, one of them died, one of them moved, and one of them got gastro bypass surgery. So I was the remaining fat ass in Rhoda. I was the, I was the fattest, fattest person in Rhoda. And then I moved to central Pennsylvania, and I'm so normal here. I'm so, I'm so average-sized here. There are women. Women here who way outweigh me, and it was funny. Did you? All right, back to uh, comedy. So I said on my page, "Hey, I did, here, here's like one joke that I did at the Comedy Zone in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, or uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. If you want to see the full set." Just say something on the page. And there were some people who said, I want to see the full set. Or uh, T-Bone is an asshole. Let me see the full set. Whatever. <laughs> so I give them the link and they watch the set. You never asked me for the link. I, never, I haven't seen that post. Oh. I haven't really been online that much. Yes, all of your traveling. Even, even outside of the traveling, I haven't really... I don't know if you've noticed, my posting has kind of decreased in frequency. Um, I'm trying to, like, not spend as much time there. All right. Well, you know, um, kind of need you a little bit. Need, need your support. It was becoming a little time-consuming. Like, it was, I don't know, it wasn't feeling like a healthy, safe place. And I, when I say safe, I don't mean, like, I need a blanket or anything. I spent that. I was feeling like I was wanting to be involved in things that I don't really even care about. So I was just like, I'm just going to walk away from this for a bit. Okay. (laughs) Well, I need you to walk back to this. If if nothing else, I need your support on the show page. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't been on, since I've been on, since I've been on vacation, I've really not been on the internet so much, so. But then I thought about it and uh, I actually sent you... So Dom Driscoll, uh, a very funny guy that's uh, a part of the, the local comedy crowd, he, he was the one that took the video for me. On the worst iPhone ever, 
He's, <laughs> you know, they <laughs> they talk about how great iPhones are when it comes to taking videos and photographs. I, I think his iPhone came from North Korea. It was it was not the best quality. And but I appreciate him. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate him taking that video for me. So he took the video for me. He sent it to me in three links because that's as much as his iPhone can handle. And I think I sent you all three of those links. You did. Yeah, oh. so you did get to see the set. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was that was the whole set. It wasn't. You haven't gone back again. I, I've gone back. I haven't gotten back on stage because I. It is normal here for the local comics to to work out all of their material on the stage repeatedly, and and I'm a hundred percent for that. I encourage that. And I would normally do that, but because I'm still kind of the new guy, I didn't want to. I didn't want to get back up on stage with the same material, so I started writing new stuff. And and none of the stuff that I did in the eight and a half minutes that I previously did was from my old stuff that I used to do. And it would be funny for me to bring back some of the old stuff to see how that. I think. I think. My old material, the way it was written, is timeless. I think it works now as well as it worked back then. But I haven't done it because it felt lazy. It felt like if I just go up there and do my old act, you know, I was a I was a person that toured. I I was a touring feature. I I know that material works. I, I don't know. It feels like cheating a little bit, you know. Well, you've done a lot since then. So. I have. I have. And I, as me and uh, Will C once talked about. I really, uh, I came into my own voice where years, I mean, 20 years ago, I was doing more of an act. I was being more of a persona, doing jokes under the, the label of Tony Knuckles. Now it's more of, uh, honestly, it's more T-Bone than it is Tony Knuckles. Although I still, I still use the name Tony Knuckles in everything I do, voice that you hear the the comedy that I do is done more like the voice you're hearing right now versus you know you know? yeah yeah <laughs> as uh, I think Danny called me a, a bad Andrew Dice Clay impression we did a commercial for Opsec and I uh, I get nailed by the Opsec linebacker in this commercial have you ever seen that one. I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He the first time he hit me, he hit me really hard, which is uh, bad. Uh, Sampy, old Sampy, hit me really hard, and I'm like, dude, we are acting, man. You do not, you do not need to hit me like that. We are acting. So the next several takes, my I am so I'm so scared of getting hit that hard again that my eyeballs do this, and you're gonna see this, and nobody else is gonna see this, but you're gonna see this. My eyeballs would go like. <laughs> they they would every and Danny and uh, I think uh, Edge and Danny they would all right let's do it again I like you son of a guns no let's do it again you can't you can't look at him before he hits you I was like you so we did that multiple times but thank God uh, Sampy decided to not hit me with full force after the first hit. Oh, my life, I tell you. Hey, uh, we have done what we do. Me and you converse for the the first half of the show, and then we roll right into our segments. Uh, Do you want to go to the Wheel of Destiny, or is there something that you want to talk to first? Hit me with the Wheel of Destiny. The Wheel of Destiny, she asked for. 
Hello, welcome to the Lunsby store. I'm Caitlin. Hey Caitlin, I'm Cooper. I'm looking for some cool stuff. We have tons of things available, all a bit cool. And we can personalize anything you want. That's gotta be crazy expensive. No, all of the personalization is done for no extra cost. Cool, let's start shopping. Where's all the stuff? On the internet, duh. Just search for the Lunsby Swag Store. And don't forget to listen to the Lunsby Show with T-Bone and Chick Brew. Lunsby! The Lunsby Show does not hire child voice actors, but we do use child volunteers. Volunteers are not compensated, but are appreciated. The Lunsby Swag Store is a real store that makes real products for real customers at a very fair price. <laughs> <laughs> that's my big red button and on my big red button my friend kenny has has an incredible laugh and i got him laughing in the office one day and i recorded him on the button and it's just i, I was talking about him in one of the uh, little lunsby shorts that's what they need to be called lunsby shorts and uh, it made me think of him. No, I was talking about him when I did the episode with Ricardo. And uh, I, I brought that button back out. Anyway, the Wheel of Destiny went straight to... And now it is time for headlines from around the globe. It's time for news while, you know, did you look at the shorts that I did? Did you check those out? I have not been on the internet. So I've done two episodes called Saturday Fun Day, and in each one of those, I talked about uh, two events. Uh, I talked about building back the wall. I talked about uh, McCarthy getting fired. I talked about Tupac, uh, the arrest in the Tupac case, and and one other news story. I, I did little little shorts of this segment w- without you assisting me. So that was that was fun. You should check them out. I, I like them. Do you got a headline for me? Of course I have a headline for you. Alaska's popular Fat Bear Week could be postponed if the government shuts down. Uh, Fat Bear Week. I actually know a little bit about Fat Bear Week. So in Alaska. Not San Francisco Fat Bear Week, Tony. I, uh... I'm trying to keep my laughter in. <laughs> different, different week. San Francisco Fat Bear Week. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's the, one, that's the week you get all the drinks. That's for free. when I drink for free. I drink for free. I eat for free. Oh yeah, I. <laughs> Not the same. In Alaska, uh, you know, here we are rolling into October right before uh, we get into the hibernation season. All of these bears go to a particular place. Uh, I mean, all of the bears throughout the state of Alaska go to their own little place. But this one particular place, all of the bears go to to just uh, it's a dam with a, a viewing observation place that humans have been going to for so long inside this park that the bear's like, whatever, I'm just here for the fish, man. And they just, they, they come and they eat the fish. When there are humans within striking distance available that they could just eat, they probably get more out of the human, especially, you know, the, the big San Francisco bears. Uh, <laughs> why, don't, why don't they freaking change the name of the 49ers to the San Francisco bears? I would... <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise, that's uh, so funny. Goodness gracious. 
There is no team in San Francisco named the Bears. There should definitely uh, a basketball. They've missed their mark. They definitely missed their mark. Speaking of Bears, Dick Buckus died this week. And there's young people who are like, who are Dick Buckus? I'm like, he, this is a, a, a football player that transcended football. He was so freaking mean that uh, it, it just... He was mean on the field. He was such a mean guy. He would spit on people. He would he would grab them and push them around and shove them and just angry. And yeah, the, that good energy, the good, good energy of football. Mm. So anyway, back to Alaska, a place I, I would love to live if it didn't require all of that labor. If it wasn't so laborious, they, the, uh, the, the bears, they go and they eat a ton of salmon in front of a bunch of humans that uh, they could eat, but they don't eat because the salmon is plentiful. The United States government, pending a government shutdown, oh God, I tell you, nothing frustrates me more. So it doesn't cost anything to go see these bears. The bears uh, do not charge admission. They're not uh, Beyonce-ing it up. It's, it's bears in the wild. They just happen to be inside a park. And inside that park, there's a toll booth that you got to pay to go into to park. If the government shut down, the person inside the toll booth wouldn't be in the toll booth. And there are no blockages in the road. It's nature. It's out in the wild. You pay it because there's somebody there that says, give me money. If that person who was sitting there said, pay me some money, wasn't there, you could just drive through. Uh, Shutdowns happen in two ways. They happen in one way where things just shut down and, and you don't even notice. The longest shutdown in American history was 34 days under President Donald Trump and no one noticed. The government was fine. Previously under President Obama, President Obama stated, make it hurt. So they went out of their way. The Washington Monument, large phallic symbol in Washington, D.C., that you can see for miles and miles. They put fences around it. They spent money to put fences around it so that you couldn't get close to it. I love the Betty. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, they went out of their way to close off, like, the Washington Monument, the, the Lincoln Memorial. They, they closed off all of these things. They spent a lot of money shutting these things down that if the government wasn't involved— you would just walk up to it and go like, oh, wow, look at that. There's a, there's a statue. Uh, click, click, chicky, chicky, mm, duck lips, whatever, photo, done, done. I hate, I hate. Mm, no, it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I, I, I love our government because, you know, I can't say I hate our government because that gets us in trouble. Anyway, you got another headline for me? Phillies deny emotional support alligator from entry to ballpark. <laughs> Look, if you could have an emotional support donkey, if you could have an emotional support freaking peacock, you can have an emotional support alligator. That's, that's what it is. The problem is, it was in Philadelphia. If you got an emotional support alligator, move yourself down to Florida where they have a team called the Gators. Yes. Take your emotional support animal to the swamp and uh, you will be hailed as a hero. The thing about alligators, and, and I've had to deal with them, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you can't tame an alligator. You can tame a human. 
that I'm a personal I'm a personal example of a tamed <laughs> male of our species. <laughs> Are you? I am. I am so tame. She has tamed me. I I I used to be wild and free, but now I'm I'm just tame. I'm just uh just tame. <laughs> Tame old little husband. <laughs> so you got to You got the thing with alligators is I don't think you could tame them. I I think you could feed them and and you can think, but it, it, hmm, what is the last? Oh, like, like like the woman with the the chimpanzee. You know she she had an emotional support chimpanzee that uh, ripped her face off because it wasn't tame. It was. It was dealing with her and it was dealing with her issues as long as she fed it and made it comfortable. But then one day it wasn't fed or it wasn't comfortable and it ripped her face off. And that alligator is going to do the same thing. There was a movie with Betty White, bless her heart, where she had like a pet crocodile, like a pet super crocodile. And uh, she would just walk out into the backyard and feed her crocodile like, oh, I gotta feed my crocodile. And <laughs> eventually the crocodile decided it needed more food. And I think it ate her and everyone around her. And that alligator is going to do the same thing. Alligators are cute and cuddly uh, when they're puppy size. You know, when they're small. They're, they're not bad. I, my friend Jack O'Brien is a game warden, and I, I got to assist him several times on relocating alligators. I'll be honest. They got, it was, sometimes they would get to a certain point, like, uh, you're going to need more help. <laughs> if it's a three-footer, if it's a four-footer, and I think this guy's alligator was like a, a, like a, a three-and-a-half-foot alligator. So that's still manageable. They're still, you could still carry them, you know. But, but once they start growing... To their potential size, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 freaking feet, they are no longer manageable. And their their brain is the size of a walnut. And they will they will eat anything if they are hungry. I I don't know if I've told you this before, but I love watching the uh, the swamp people shows where they go out and they hunt alligators. And 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 these people go out and hunt alligators and uh, these are monsters, and they're specifically looking for monsters, the big old boys. And, and they go out and they, they shoot these alligators in the walnut brain that they have, and they kill them. And then they they drag these giant be- – first of all, they got to set the trap. They got to bait the trap. They got to set the trap. They got to go and check the traps. And if there's something on the trap, they got to drag these monsters into their tiny little boats that they have to pay for with gasoline and help. And they get the alligator up on the boat. Then they take it to the place where they sell the alligator and they get like $200 for a 14-foot alligator. Seems like a lot of work. That is a whole lot. This is how they make their living. And this is the prices that they're getting. I... I look at my purchases because of this TV show. I look at my purchases in alligator cost. I was like, I would, <laughs> I would have to catch like four alligators in order for me to buy this watch. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. This watch is not worth four alligators. I'm not doing that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Moving on to the book of everything. Holy cow, I forgot this was me. I had to do this. The book of everything, a place where you go every work week, work, you, 
to learn something new and interesting that we did not know before. Yep. Right near the front of the book. Wow. Uh, again, this is kind of dated, so we're going to get this out here and, and remind you that the Book of Everything version that we are currently using was copyrighted in 2013. In 2013, the fact of the Book of Everything was, in Afghanistan and Iraq, it takes 250,000 bullets to kill a single insurgent. Now, that's not true. Uh, it, 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 that is open to, hmm, we need to clarify what that means. No, the insurgents were not superhuman. They were not bulletproof and could survive 249,999 bullets before the 250,000 bullets finally took them out. What was happening is in order to kill one, you have to get the bullet inside the insurgent. That's that's what was necessary. They they weren't Tupacing it. They didn't make, take nine bullets. They weren't 50 centing it. I think both of them got shot nine times, 50 cent and Tupac. Is nine times the going rate to kill a rapper? No, it isn't, because 50 cent is still with us. Anyway. <laughs> now we're spiraling. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that speaks a lot to marksmanship. And uh, the Army, I guess is not very good at marksmanship. The Marine Corps, very good at marksmanship. The Navy, eh, we're all right. You know, you know, we're okay. The Army, not so much. The Air Force, the worst at marksmanship because they're shooting from far, far away and they got a lot of ammunition. So 250,000 bullets, that's 6,000 pounds of ammunition. And that's normally coming from a plane. To get them? Nope. Fire again. To get him, nope, fire again. And and some of those videos were quite entertaining. You could watch them. Miss? You could just watch them spray your tax dollars. Yes. Like a shower. Well, what uh, what's <laughs> worse is when we send like a, a Tomahawk missile. That's that's a million dollars. That's a million dollars. And then we don't get the right person. We we get a family of 10 people because our intelligence was bad and... And then we, you know, we don't, we don't go, uh, sorry, not sorry. We don't even do that. We, we don't even do sorry, not sorry. Here's the next fact. <laughs> Why do we like this? Here's the next fact from the book of everything. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. 99%. That's almost 100. 99% of all species that have l ever lived are now extinct. 99% of all species that have ever lived are now extinct. I'm going to give you a bonus fact this week because on its own, it wasn't good enough for broadcast. But compared to, this is exactly why. This is exactly why 99% of all species are now extinct. The last two speakers of the Mexican language ZOQ are both in their 70s and refuse to speak to each other. That's how that's how 99% of the species on this planet become extinct because yeah, of me. because of things like that. The the last two people who speak ZOQ uh, refuse to speak to one another. And I'm sure they're not teaching it to each other. And, and, and they're in their 70s. So they got that going for them. Uh, moving on. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight proved one thing. 
now, because you've been traveling, you probably haven't been doing a lot of cooking. But I've been eating. So tell me what you've been eating. All right, so not not too much of note while at Disneyland. Um, Turkey but, leg? Nope. Oh. A girl was poor. <laughs> $50 for a chicken leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we'll say, like I said, Disneyland is just one giant app with side quests. It's just a... <laughs> but you can order your food in advance. So you, like, are getting off a ride, and you're like, I'm definitely going to need more water or a soda. And you can place the order, or if you're in line, you can say, in one hour, I'm going to be able to go get food. And it's just ready for you. You just go pick it up. It's awesome. Um, but Texas, you know you have the best best friend. When you say, hey, could you bring Brown Rock Donuts with you? Would you come visit me at Houston? And she shows up with three dozen donuts. <laughs> You've talked about these donuts before, but what, what are they called again, slowly? Round, round Rock Donuts. Round Rock yeah, not, I don't think anybody outside of Texas knows what those are, but you love these donuts. They're on Food, even on food Network. Oh, okay. I don't think anybody outside of Texas and Food Network know what these donuts are. <laughs> They're the weirdest donut. They're so good. The first time I had one was middle school, and our choir director brought them in after we had had a choir concert, right? And she's like, a reward for your mediocre singing. Um, everyone gets a donut. And they're bizarre color they're like an orange color and they look weird and kind of sad but when you bite into them it is a it's not too sweet it's soft and chewy they're so good good. are they made in the version of an old-fashioned donut or are uh... with whiskey or bourbon (laughs) no uh, an old-fashioned donut is a cake donut it's not fried it's a no. No, no, they're fried. They're, they're fried, fried donuts. They're so good. I uh, I don't eat donuts. I I know you know everyone thinks I eat donuts, <laughs> but if if I ever decide to eat a donut, it's usually when a, a box of donuts shows up. I got first dibs. In other words, yeah. nobody else has put their hands on donuts, and uh, and there's a, a cake donut there. I enjoy. That's my mom's favorite. Yeah, an old fashioned cake donut. I love those. Um, a barbecue, a catfish. Oh, man. I would love some catfish, some good fried catfish. Oh, Vernon's catfish out there in Montgomery. So good. <laughs> where where did you get your barbecue uh, at? Uh, subs. You're not subs. Um, Rudy's. I wish I could. If I had gone to Austin, I would have gone to subs. So Stubbs in Austin, Rudy's in Houston. Well, Rudy's is all over the place. Oh, okay. It started off being just one, two here and there, and now it's everywhere. The best cream corn I've ever had. Cream corn. Cream corn. The, the best. best. Absolutely hands down. How can you make cream corn better than just standard cream corn? You buy it at Rudy's. <laughs> I love cream corn. It's it's a sweet and savory at the same time. How do you not love that? I guess depending on the level of sweet, my my cream corn is eh, not so sweet. It's uh, it's all right. It's definitely not as sweet as like canned cream corn. Right. But it's good. It's so good. So Rudy's, you say. Rudy's. And then you got to the city, which recently they released a list. It's like the top 10 places in America for foodies. And oh, yeah, New York that. City didn't even make the list. I believe that. Food has become such an important and weird part of America that 
what used to cut it, I don't think is, you have to, you have to, I don't think New York City is flexed in the same way that other cities have. Have you eaten anything uh, nice in the city? Yeah, I mean, I, I've eaten out in my neighborhood. I went to Saggio's, I'll probably go there. I might go there again today. Um, they eat Chinese food, the ghetto Chinese food. That's what everyone calls it, but it's like the best. Uh, you know? Ghetto you know? Chinese food is the best. Uh, and I don't it's know the number one, number one Chinese. <laughs> oh, of course, number one Chinese. Oh, good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> My and you can eat there. It's only delivery or takeout. It's been there since long before. It has the same power. It's probably one of the oldest restaurants in Washington Heights at this point. The thing is, ghetto Chinese in New York is still owned by the Chinese. Yes. Yes. Ghetto Chinese in Savannah, Georgia is not owned by the Chinese. It's owned by the, uh, the, the black people. On 34th and Anderson in Savannah, Georgia, that formerly owned by Chinese place is now owned by a black family who, who makes what I would call the most authentic ghetto Chinese that exists in America. How, how there has never been a TV show that went to them and goes, what the, uh, black family making Chinese food? And, and, and they go inside and like, yeah, ancient Chinese secret, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but they learned, they learned from the family that they took it over from. And as my uh, self, as, as I learned, you don't have to be a particular persuasion in order to make Asian. I learned that. <laughs> I learned that when I started making Korean food, I can make Korean food. And uh, and this black family can make Chinese food, and it is ghetto fabulous. So if you ever find yourself in Savannah, Georgia, right there on the corner of 34th Street and Anderson Drive, uh, there is a little Chinese restaurant off to the side. Go there. Recommended. <laughs> highly. I don't even know if it has a name. It's just, you know... If you live there, you know it's there. But if you don't, uh, then again, with gentrification, it's probably been taken over by whites. It, <laughs> they probably sold out by now. I don't know. It's been a long time since I ate at that restaurant. Let me tell you about my cooking experience, and uh, I'll let you guess what I cooked because the manager, the producer, wasn't here. Oh, you mean liver? Of course. Of course we had liver because I can't cook liver when my spouse is home. So the, anytime she goes to visit family, that's a liver palooza. That's what we did. Oh, I almost shit my tooth. <laughs> so me and, and my big old boy, Zeus, we, we, uh, we feast out on some liver. And because he's eating it, I take all the spices out of it. And, and I tried this time to um, flavor it afterwards, to add some flavor to my liver that I was going to consume, not him. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't work. It didn't work. No. It, it needs to be cooked in to the liver. But right now, man, I remember when liver, you could get, you could get calf liver for less than like 99 cents a pound. Man, it's like $4 a pound now. It is, yeah. it is crazy expensive. I do a little shopping. Not the boss... The, goes on, but... The boss does most of the shopping. I do a little shopping, but I have gotten to this thing now where I'm not paying more than two fifty a pound if I can avoid it. You know, as as I shop and I look at things, uh, I'm like uh, chicken wings two ninety nine. Nope, uh, chicken wings. If you add the coupon in the app, one ninety nine. Yes. Yes, I will get those, but you can't find chicken wings. You can find some chicken thighs. You can find some drumsticks. 
at the large restaurant, the large grocery stores we have here in Pennsylvania, the large chain stores, with their app, you can usually get those at under two fifty. But it has become a challenge finding things for less than two fifty a pound. It is, oh, yeah, it it is difficult. And I know in the city prices are even higher than what what I'm paying here in Central Pennsylvania. I was like, oh, I shouldn't eat out so much. But honestly, I don't have a, a plethora of ingredients. So if you don't already have kind of like stores, by the time you have everything you need and the cost of produce, protein, starch, all the things, you spent more than just going out. <laughs> so the last time I worked in the city was in the 80s. To, to grab lunch, you could go down to your local bodega, but most of the bodegas had inside them a salad bar styled thing. Even then... I thought it was expensive at like six ninety nine a pound. What are they now? I don't even know because it's expensive. It's got uh, it's it's, it's like nine ninety nine a pound locally here in Central Pennsylvania. It's got to be fourteen fifteen dollars inside the city a pound a freaking pound. Well, that's what happens when you raise the minimum wage. Everybody, a floating tide, a rising tide rises all boats. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It rises all boats and it rises everybody's bank accounts. It's ridiculous. So my friend is in England right now watching the Buffalo Bills. Well, he I mean, oh, I'm just watching yeah. the video of him watching the Buffalo Bills. And uh, Jerry, you're, you're making my day. And, and the, the Bills won. So that, that was also pretty awesome last night. Uh, it is time for Birthday Boost. This is uh, a hard week. Oh, it's all. Well, I, I imagine it is because it's been so long since you've done a Birthday Boost. And I see one that's probably going to cause a challenge for you. (laughs) There's one one more. So each week what we do is we uh, give a little shout out to our people who have survived another trip around the sun along with us. We uh, wish them the happiest of happy birthdays. One person in particular gets the greatest thing that you could possibly get, a birthday boost, and everyone else gets a uh, acknowledgement. But because we have so many people in our lives and so many people on our fan page, we kind of limit the amount of honorable mentions that we give out and we definitely limit the amount of birthday boost we give out you get one birthday boost and a couple honorable mentions as always chick brew you go first all right so it is a tough one um i'm gonna give it to my aunt aunt vicky aunt vicky um you met my aunt vicky at my engagement party and she also met another person that night at that party whose birthday she shares Stephen Peg. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> two two great people who have crossed paths at least twice and didn't even know they shared a birthday. So I hope that they have the best birthday and celebrate. Maybe next year they'll celebrate together. That'd be nice. That'd be so fun. What if we like? October birthday party. <laughs> I am. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let's go ahead and get, uh, finish it up strong. Nailed it. I am specifically choosing somebody whose birthday is the day of this taping. That's one. And B, 
because she has multiple Facebook profiles, she shows up many, many times in my uh, my feed today. So due to the multiple Facebook profiles, I'm giving my birthday boost to one of the most beautiful, most kind, most wonderful uh, people I know, Angie O'Brien. She uh, she married one of my best friends, Jack O'Brien. Since uh, that that makes up for the last, uh, why the last name is the same. Angie also a chef, and uh, she runs the uh, O'Brien's Bunker there in Kings Bay, Georgia, the nineteenth hole of the golf course. She is an amazing lady. She's she's wonderful. She's never been anything but kind to me. She's never been anything but kind to my friend. I uh, my friend Jack. I I just love her. She's an amazing person who does what you're supposed to do in this world, and that's make everybody else's life just a little better. Angie O'Brien, it is your birthday, and I wish you nothing but the biggest, the brightest, and the best. That was that was a pretty good birthday boost. If I if I must say so myself, that was pretty good. So in your honorable mention sections, who do you got? Um, our newest coworker, Candy, Jill, Adam, Noel, Lisa, and Jamie nailed it. Nailed it. All right, I'm going. Uh, I'm going right from there. Uh, Leroy Williams celebrating his birthday along with John Anderson, Ed Linares, Jason Hughes, Derek Martin, and my homeboy Felix Rivera. I, <laughs> I don't want to even get into the submarine stories, but anyway, Chris Lizio and Dion Alexander, uh, and of course, our mutual friend and the owner of Shamrocks, Mr. Stephen Pegg. This is fantastic people. We love and miss you all. Uh, I love and miss you all. Or I just love you. I, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily miss because it's 2023 and we have the internet. I uh, wish you nothing but the biggest, the brightest, the best, and happy birthday to Ewan's Allins. That went pretty smooth. Yeah, we nailed that. You really spit out the names so fast that multiple times I have to pause, rewind, pause, rewind. But it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, anything else you want to put out this week before we wrap it up? Um, I am going to be heading home back to Spain to see my two dogs and the manager. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a good week. Unfortunately, not a surprise. You're just you're just showing up. You're just coming home. No big deal. And no MBE. Yeah, it was fun when it was it's a surprise. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we wish yeah, you. I got a good flight too. There's uh-huh. a Newark to Lisbon, Lisbon to Sevilla. I don't even have to go to Madrid. Yeah, avoid Madrid anytime you can. Because here's what you know about Madrid. Guaranteed, almost always, number one, they'll lose your luggage. Number two, four-hour layover. Minimum. At almost always. Or, or it'll be an hour and a half, they have one customs agent. <laughs> or or they steal your cheese. Oh, yeah. About the cheese. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We appreciate you being a listener so much. Uh, Be sure to comment on the Facebook page. If you can't find the Facebook page, it's very easy. Just search the hashtag LUNSB. And uh, with that being said, we're going to close this week out. Thank you, as always. Uh, I just remind you, be the best person that you can be. And if you were a great person yesterday, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Darrell McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Darrell McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show.
Gevereşen. 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 Gevereşen.